Vox Quick Hits. It's a historic day in America. Please raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., do solemnly swear. I, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., do solemnly swear. That the 46th I faithfully... president of the United States was sworn into office today. That's the most presidents we've ever had. Office of President of the United States. And will, to the best of my ability, will, to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend preserve, protect, and defend. And at 78 years of age, he's the most senior president we've ever had. So help me God. Congratulations, Mr. President. And as my colleague Cleo Abram put it, yesterday was the last day a woman had never been vice president before. That I will support. Not to mention a half black woman, a half Tamil woman, one half of an interracial couple. Shout outs to the first, second gentleman. So help me God. So help me God. And shout outs to the most diverse cabinet in the history of the Republic, the first black person to lead the Department of Defense, the first woman to head the Fed. I could go on, but I won't because this group has their work cut out for them. You might have noticed this inauguration didn't look like any of those that preceded it. Vox's editorial director of policy and politics sure did. Her name's Laura McGann. Gosh, I have covered about half a dozen inaugurations at this point, and this one wasn't like any of the others. It was a stage of far fewer people than usual, masked, of course, six feet apart, social distancing, Probably the most striking for me was the National Mall was empty and it was closed to the public. And instead, the inaugural committee had put in several hundred thousand flags to represent Americans who couldn't be there to celebrate the inauguration because of COVID. And at the same time, the National Guard is all around Washington, D.C. I live a few blocks from the Capitol and all around the Capitol for several days now has been completely blocked off. Huge fences. There are basically military checkpoints several blocks away. And so as you're watching inauguration, you're seeing this kind of normal moment in a way of the incoming president being sworn in on the platform at the Capitol, um, as we've seen many times before. But it was unlike anything else just to see it amid COVID and amid this unprecedented security. And of course, it was impossible to watch the inauguration ceremonies today and not be thinking about the mob that staged an insurrection on the very same building two weeks ago to the day. Absolutely. The setting was the exact same setting we saw on cable news two weeks ago, where we watched arguably a group of protesters that were whipped up into a mob by the president in a speech They marched down Pennsylvania Avenue, where Donald Trump did not escort Joe Biden down to Capitol Hill today. To watch that, to see this moment where a split screen in my mind of, on the one hand, I was watching this Capitol two weeks ago, 
wondering, would democracy survive? And then two weeks later, seeing Democrats and Republicans come together to perform a ritual that says America is a democracy and we will carry on was really profound. And though he never called out the president by name, the insurrection seemed to sort of loom very largely over moments in Biden's inaugural speech. Absolutely. It really, in a way, animated a speech that speaks to the themes that Joe Biden has been committed to his entire political career. Today, we celebrate the triumph not of a candidate, but of a cause, the cause of democracy. One of the things that was so striking to me listening to him speak today uh, was really the start, where we often talk about America as a democracy and, and that we, we do these rituals at the same time to celebrate that democracy and, and we're proud of it. But something about today and in this inauguration where it just felt so much more profound. And the way that Joe Biden put it is that he said, The people, the will of the people has been heard and the will of the people has been heeded. We've learned again that democracy is precious. Democracy is fragile. And at this hour, my friends, democracy has prevailed. And it felt in that moment that we were about to hear a speech that we're going to remember for a long time. This felt so um, important and so important right now. And so when you say the rioters and how the uh, the rioters being the kind of force behind the speech and, and looming over the speech, they did. But the speech itself became even more profound than even what happened two weeks ago. It really transitioned into a speech about all of the big problems America faces right now and Biden's philosophy on how the country needs to tackle those problems. A cry that can't be any more desperate or any more clear. And now, a rise of political extremism, white supremacy, domestic terrorism that we must confront and we will defeat. He specifically named the rise of far-right terrorism, but he also spent much of the speech on COVID and how are we going to fight this pandemic. And he spoke about climate change, and he spoke about the economy and jobs. And he was able, I think quite successfully, to lay out the stakes of the moment, which are about our health and our economy and our very foundation as a political system, but inject hope and make us believe maybe just for a moment that we could do this together, that if we really did come together, we could actually overcome some of this. And there were moments during the campaign when Biden was criticized for sort of his Pollyanna-ish style thinking about Republicans and Democrats and um, the best in people transcending American politics. But right now, when we're afraid, when, when we're seeing this bitterness and rage challenge who we are as a political system, when thousands of people a day are dying of the coronavirus, when so much of, uh, so many lives are uncertain with their lives being upended economically, by the coronavirus, to hear someone say, 
you know, we can look at each other and do better together. There was something really hopeful about it in a way that I felt was sincere. And I, I think he's hitting on something that as much as there was an angry mob of a few thousand people, tens of millions of people voted for Joe Biden, uh, who is a man who has built his political career on this school of thought. In another January, on New Year's Day in 1863, Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. When he put pen to paper, the president said, and I quote, if my name ever goes down into history, it'll be for this act, and my whole soul is in it. My whole soul is in it. Today, on this January day, my whole soul is in this, bringing America together, uniting our people, uniting our nation. And I ask every American to join me in this cause. That was an excerpt of Today Explained. To hear the whole enchilada and others like it, check out Today Explained wherever you check out your podcasts.